bro, you losers, <laughs> you losers, man. Like you go on now, her now her social media is like privatized because of some of the heinous, vile stuff that y'all been saying. For what? Now, if I'm sitting over here and I'm critiquing, I will critique a wrestler's abilities all day unless they do something terrible. You know, I ain't talking too much about who they are personally because I don't know them. I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is a lot of y'all going over there and I'll, I'll do this just to show you point of comparison. A lot of y'all are over here slandering, harassing this woman who all she ever did was get hired by a place that all you do is talk shit about, but watch incessantly. And listen, we do the same. We ain't saying we're better, but we don't go online and then disparage people for then having them type of jobs, just being employed, just having a job, just actually having a job. You guys had all this vitriol and all this nonsense to say about her. Y'all didn't say nothing about no Will Ospreay. Y'all don't say nothing about these dudes that actually got very like, I'm sorry, riddle. Y'all don't say nothing about these types of things. Oh, well, you know, we can't just speculative. We cannot like, bro. Okay. Yo, like that's, that's the game you play. But so then why are you mad at someone for getting hired at a company? This company knew goddamn well. She didn't know nothing about nothing. She, you, she didn't know who Bobby Ashley, Bobby Lashley was. You can be annoyed about that. I can be annoyed about that. They hired her. Now, I do want to say this because Sean Ross uh, did say, for what it's worth, I'm told fan reaction to Kenise Mosley podcast appearance had little to nothing to do with her decision for WWE to let her go. I was told it was more of an internal concern. concern. What she was told, I'm not sure. I have no doubt that there was an internal concern because... She went on a podcast as a black woman and was funny and was honest. And and I'm sure it was a concern because you fuckers went and complained, bitched and moaned to the point that one of those people had to listen to the goddamn thing. So someone in upper man. Yeah, there's an internal concern because y'all had sat there and you had pitched a bitch and you had got your pitchforks out. Losers that you are, your girlfriend does not love you. She would. She's emotionally. They don't left have you. girlfriends. Well, some of them do, and they've some emotionally them left you. Some of them, some most of them, them don't. Yeah. Most of them yeah. do. So, so, and, and then you went and did that. Then someone in upper management had to then listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, you guys didn't help anything. Uh, you didn't make anything better. They're just going to put someone exactly like her in that position in terms of product, like the 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 product knowledge. They're still going to put someone not familiar with the product in that because they don't care about whether or not you know about the product or not. They care about whether or not you can write. That's all they care about. If you have TV credits. To make sure that wrestlers, if they have to be funny, sound like regular people and not like wrestlers. That was literally her job. That's why they hired her. Because she's a funny person. Something that none of you are. Something that none of you will ever be. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you once again in our recorded glory to Give Me the Book, your weekly wrestling podcast. My name is Mike Alloy. With me, 
be El Guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy. Satoyo here. Thank you guys so much uh, once again for tuning in. Yeah, and checking us out. Really appreciate it. So, without no further ado, a week ago exactly, we had uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, a WWE wrestling pay-per-view. I thought it was, uh, as expected, a very lean, good effort. Uh, six matches. Uh, five of them I thought were quality. One of them was, you know, uh, 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 Alexa Bliss doing some supernatural stuff, which, again, that's that, 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 that the record point out. People are into it. Uh, at least some of them. Uh, Mid very mid but again listen it has its fans he just did not on this podcast but satoyo what was your thoughts on wwe's hell in the south 2021 the last pay-per-view in the thunderdome i thought it was good i thought everyone worked hard um which is to be expected um i i was cool with every match really liked the main event uh virtually everything about it I'm not at this point, I'm kind of hell in the cell matched out because um, they've done a good job of sort of ruining it the past few years of just overexposure. The moment they created the hell in the cell theme pay-per-view and there's like a, some years where there's every match was in hell in the cell. And it's like, all right, this thing ain't really that thing. How can it be the most destructive for it's not that stop it. But I do like in the hell in the cell matches that they had this time uh, they chose to uh in some cases do things a little differently i thought the main event did a really good job of doing things different you know if you can have a knockdown drag out fight uh but it doesn't have to have like that you know one guy is battered and blood and bruised and all this other stuff sometimes it's not a they've done a good job in finally acknowledging that since we've overexposed hell in the cell the match in and of itself does not have to actually be a conclusion of sorts where one guy is standing over his fallen adversary, you know, hands raised. Cause it's it just, it's just not that, but I, I like, I like the show. Yeah. Also, again, I, I think it was cool to see a roll up. I think it was the first time we had a roll up finished oh, to hell in the cell. And yep, again, with and a hand, with a handful of tights, baby, let's go. I, I thought it was, it was really cool. And I think it was some other match. I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was actually the Bailey Bianca match where there was an attempted roll up with, um, feet on the mm-hmm. on the rope yeah. and then the announcers point out that's it's legal you can use yeah. the feet the, on the rope for leverage which is really cool again i like that nice little detail but yeah this week we actually had well uh dating back to last week we had uh it was more of a hell in the cell week because we had four hell in the cell matches mm-hmm. uh so yeah i do agree with you about the overexposing but for what's worth everybody especially drew mcintyre i think did a really good job of selling his uh injuries kind of still preserving some of the quote-unquote brutality of Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, um, you know, Drew McIntyre, one of the best in the world in that conversation. Uh, so that's cool. Um, also, big shouts to Bobby Lashley for being the first man to ever have two Hell in the Cell matches in, in back-to-back nights. Uh, both the matches were much, they were very, very fun. Very, very different. Shout out to Xavier Woods, incredibly underrated. Uh, also, shout out to Bob. I mean, Bobby has done so much with this title run. The real world's champion in WWE, quite frankly, because he actually wrestles. So, you know, um, you know, it's not sitting in gamer chairs, uh, drinking stale coffee, you know, in, in his. Uh, and he now he now does have the, your your tribal chief now does have a good. He does have a good backstage that they've finally given him. But no, Bobby's been consistent 
his character has done really good uh like his the, the evolution of his character as a fighter as a monster as this almost unstoppable force keyword almost unstoppable so he has a hint of real vulnerability in there uh i really like uh you know so even with the stuff that they did in disbanding the hurt business which was unfortunate i i am appreciative of the fact that bobby is still thriving yeah absolutely and i do think um uh, him because he never was able to actually like he's just been feuding with um with drew mcintyre and he has never been able to beat him cleanly uh now you can argue the wrestlemania the, distra the distraction was so minuscule yeah. that it have, you know helped establish bobby while now really hurting drew but um I, it is nice that now he's i think with the the few with new day i think it's going to be we're going to see him pick up some clean wins um mm -hmm. same as we saw again with uh, roman earlier right he was just yeah. kind of you know not able to beat anybody without having uh jay or jay involved and now i think now he's going to establish him with some clean uh win wins but again it's after on a good on a good note him being xavier to beat down afterwards in front of coffee i'm i'm with you and i think what we said last week i'd rather they reverse it and yep. give us you know coffee yep. first and then, and then but, but at least they're doing a good job making me excited for the few and excited for the match yes. so i appreciate that yes. part yeah. and yeah and actually now speaking of um do you want, let's uh let's touch on one more Hell in a Cell match. I do again I really like that thing we said like all the matches. I thought actually Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, uh, I thought it was a really good ending. I, it, it's good to see kind of um, a smart baby face. There's not enough of those. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Rhea, you know, her knee was was dead basically, and she's like, you know what? I'm not I'm not losing the style. I'm going to get disqualified, and somebody else smarting Charlotte is, um, it's a good evolution of a character. As well as I want to give like, I think I thought Bianca versus um, Bailey continue to put on great matches together. They have really good chemistry. Uh, Bailey is becoming uh, again <laughs> is tossing her head as far as like maybe being the best of the four horsewomen um, with these constant great matches and now back to back uh, great Hell in the Cell matches. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't say enough positives about Bailey, who I think is really on the woman's brand right you know sasha's not around right now uh you could make a case that it's bianca and her or her and bianca as like the two top you know really workers in, in the in the women's division and having said that that would put them in the conversation of all wwe of course so um so yeah i i, I thought very highly of that the charlotte rhea ripley match i thought it was good character development for rhea um I have my misgivings with the match. I've been very clear um, about that. There was enough mid in there from Charlotte, queen of mid, uh, but that is fine. They still worked very, very hard amidst the mid. But I think, yeah, for Rhea, it's good character development for her. I'll be very interested to see what they do with her uh, in front of live audiences because I think they've just been so wildly inconsistent with their presentation. Um, since she moved up to challenge since since before WrestleMania to now, it's just they've been so wildly inconsistent with what they want her to be. Even if they have a solid idea of what they want her to be now, two months ago, they couldn't figure out their elbow from their asshole in that regard. So that's a little unfortunate. So it'll be so I'm kind of nervous um, to see how the people react to her. But I think she'll get a good buffer because I think for a minute people will just be happy to see wrestling. So uh she 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 may get she may get help with that and then people will remember that you have to watch raw for three hours and they'll get tired um no hope so and on the other on the other hand again just going off uh bianca and what she's been accomplished and that's is and even like her promo to start off smackdown like if they want to build a superstar they still can 
you know what I mean? Like this year, they pretty much, you know, starting with her win at Royal Rumble, they just gave her, gave her the rock and kind of, you know, and, uh, and they haven't relented and she, she has delivered as well. So it is, again, I think they got, they got themselves a new, you know, if they build one superstar per year, then uh, this year it's, uh, it's Bianca. It's I think they, yeah, I think they do one every three. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's Bianca. Hope, I mean, hopefully, cause you know, Lord knows they can't do, but one day they, they they have to have their one generational talent. Like, oh, the every every time it's just the greatest of all time until it's the next time. And that person is the greatest of all. Time. It's so. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they choose to do the right thing with her. Right. But raw, raw was good this week, man. Raw I was very good. It's no, you- no rematches. No, no, no running moves. No, it was no. it was it was enjoyable. It was really enjoyable when you add. St- it's so easy. Add stakes to matches. It yeah. really is that simple, to be honest with you, and give us some fresh matchups. I mean, we actually we saw we have seen AJ Styles with Ricochet before, but they mm-hmm. we haven't seen them in a while, at least. And also now it just it's kind of I'm personally just happy to see AJ in singles competition again. Yeah. Because uh, it's you know going to happen less and less frequently, which is fine. The man is in his forties. Yeah. Um, but again, seeing Ricochet get a win, so now you know there's. I don't know. I'm not going to get too excited for it, but nice to see, you know, Ricochet picking up wins on Raw uh, against established names. Um, we got John Morrison is picking up a win as well. Certainly not a young man, but, you know, good to see him. At least, you know, and, uh, you know, both him and Ricochet are going to do incredible stuff at Money in the Bank. And, of course, the two guys who just constantly put on great matches, two of the best in the world, Drew McIntyre, I have to mention. Who did some great wrestling storytelling? Sold the the fuck out of his injuries from the night before against Matt Riddle, who just does nothing but great character work and is actually very entertaining on the promo, and uh, as well as just one of the best in the ring, man, in the world today. And they picked up a much deserved win. His push continues. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to top it off, at the previously mentioned, we had a great Xavier Woods having his career renaissance, if yeah. you will, as a singles wrestler. Uh, playing on great 20 minutes with Bobby Lashley and Bobby looking like a dominant champion he is and uh, like a like a horrible heel, yeah. you know, putting on a submission after defeating his opponent. It was great. I loved it. I, I dug the show top to bottom. I uh, thought that was really cool. Uh, Drew is just so excellent. Like, Riddle is excellent. Drew is so excellent in that, you know, he's never actually won a Hell in a Cell match, um, but he always gives the match the respect that it deserves. Um, and he did that very, very good against Riddle. Riddle picks up the win, uh, arguably biggest win of his career with the guy who was the guy on on Monday nights, the top babyface. And at the same time, doesn't hurt Drew at all because Drew was hurt. So Drew has that built in out um, that they use really, really effectively. Yeah. And Xavier, I mean, again, the New Day. Imagine having three great singles wrestlers and then putting them together. Like, so Xavier through his work with new day really showed how amazing he was and is. Um, and he's doing all of this, having these amazing matches and these amazing performances with a, with a surgically repaired Achilles. It's very difficult to do that and maintain your level of athleticism. Uh, edge came back from an Achilles tear and athletically he wasn't the same. And this is a guy who had already come back from a from, you know, spine fusion therapy. So it's like it has it, it really, really can affect on you. And Xavier is just still continuing to to hit on all cylinders. Bobby looked amazing. And um, yeah, I, I it actually was like, ooh, let's see what they do next week. You know, 
yeah, they will you know, don't get your hopes up. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, with raw, you. with raw, you know. But no, it was again just a, a, finally we got a good episode, and I do appreciate it, and I'm, and it makes me very happy. It's a good way to start the week. Um, and also, you know what? I I enjoy Nick's a lot of internet, obviously, because that's what the internet does. Uh, doesn't like it, but I enjoy Nikki Cross's new gimmick. I think it's apparently her idea. And look, superhero gimmicks can be done well. And I think she, and they're doing it smart in that she acknowledges, look, I don't have any superpowers. I didn't just become a superhero. But this is kind of, you know, the, the joy and the positivity I want to spread. It's like a cross between New Day and the, and the Hurricane Helms, uh, well, which so can carry that, over. And that's the thing. So first of all, when I saw it, I immediately thought mid. And I remember sending you a link and I was like, defend this. And then I had the epiphany before anything had come out going further of that. I was like, wait, okay. Let's see here. Shane Helms wanted to be Hurricane Helms. He understood that it was marketable. It's an idea that he wanted. And since it's a thing that he wanted, he was able to make it work. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is a thing that Nikki wants, cool, all for it. Like literally, if this is the thing that she wants, all for it. If this is an idea that they gave her, we're looking at female shorty G. That like that's immediately what came in my head. It came out. This is what she proposed. I'm like, great, because then she's a mo- she's invested in it. And it's a dumb enough idea that they're going to like it. And honestly, dumb things get over. And honestly, who doesn't who you know, it's, it's the kid in you, like pretending to be a superhero is kind of fucking fun. So it could have a big upside. It just depends on, um, you know, it's obviously marketable. Uh, it could potentially set up. Uh, they could actually stumble into long-term booking which they'll take credit for but they didn't do it they could stumble into a nikki cross versus alexa bliss thing so it, it has real it has you know some chops to to be something pretty cool so shouts to nikki for for coming up with the idea i hated the idea until i realized wait that could be her idea and if you want that then cool you know what i'm saying like because then you could actually make it work and not for nothing hurricane helms was very over and, you know, Molly Holly then became his sidekick. Like, you know, so these things have legs when they get over. Uh, but who knows if they'll allow that to get over, but one can hope. Yeah, and I would just like to say, I like it better than what, you know, before that, again, she debuted basically as like a female version of Dean Ambrose, kind of, you know, uh, unhinged uh, wrestling. And, and, you know, she did, she did a good job. She's clearly someone who is very artistic. She's the one who kind of dives in characters, but... She's just, you know, she's five foot one and not to be disrespectful. I hope it's not come off as misogynist, but she's adorable. Like, I don't buy you as an unhinged person. So I just think it's a better gimmick for her. It's more true to who she really is. And even like her most over was as a, like Alexa Bliss's over-eager friend. That was yeah. kind of her at her most over. So I just think it matches her personality a little bit better. Um, but yeah, well, again, I agree with you. I don't think it's uh, some people listening might think you're contradicting yourself. I don't think so, to be honest with you. I think it's a very important that it's, you know, the, the idea, especially something that we have to be that involved and that dumb <laughs> comes from the talent so that they can actually sing their teeth into it as opposed to something given to you from the management. I do think it makes a huge difference uh, as a performer. Um, next up, we had, again, I thought another good episode of NXT as well. Um I am again enjoying Joe and uh, in his role, and uh, I thought the, the main event specifically. I think Kyle Riley being back to just like, hey, I'm a wrestler, uh, who you know, dishing the gimmick and and going against Kushida. I thought that was a great match. And again, this is as somebody who enjoys um, wrestling being booked as a real sport. I'm sure you did as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was as as the as the old timers will say, it was a good piece of business. So I greatly enjoyed it. You can't go wrong with those two just wrestling. Uh, I'm happy that I'm happy. I'm savoring the moments where Kushida is appreciated. <laughs> I'm savoring them so much uh, because the man is he is such a gift. So but yeah, that was that was excellent. And then with uh, the, the diamond mind coming out, I'm really hopeful for Roderick strong in that role. And I think he's got enough heaters on him to that. He can really do something, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Again, the, them turning in the, the NXT into a, a new kind of a uh, faction warfare. I, I love it. Faction's warfare. Well, I mean, the reality <laughs> of it is that's kind of like from the, from the eighties on and even the seventies, I mean, but the seventies was more tag team based, but you had factions, you had the original Legion of doom, you know, which was not just, uh, talking animal but you had jake roberts in there as well with paul ellerig like you know these were factions you had jtex corporation you know i had you know uh paul jones's crew i can't remember the, the name escapes me at the moment i apologize but you because that's how there were too many people <laughs> like they're just you had too much talent they can't all be riding solo putting them in factions helps with the purposes of storyline building now, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, now the four horsemen was interesting in that it was or it was more organic. And that's when it became more of a standard thing, a more recognized standard thing that was marketable. You know what I'm saying? But like, but that's been around. That's kind of the basis of pro wrestling. Uh, uh, WWE has done it numerous times throughout incarnation. I mean, in the attitude era that it was faction heavy. And, uh, you know, it, it, it helped for the purposes of storyline, also giving people shit to do, even if they weren't in the ring all the time, because there's not there. There wasn't as much TV as there is now. Yeah. And with Undisputed Era kind of not being over and done, that was like your one dominant faction that kind of ruled the, the territory, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, with them being broken up, you kind of have that, you know, everybody's jockeying for the position. Yep. Um, very excited to see. And if, if they play their card right, it cards right and if they kind of do the long-term storytelling bid uh then uh, the war games this year could be really interesting really really interesting um anything oh also just wanted before i forget another great match that was right before i think the main event uh which is again interesting that you had kind of back-to-back great great matches um the way against uh pete dunn and uh, only lorman yeah brought the house down might have been actually my favorite match uh on the the episode um, yeah. just it was terrific. Um, and while we're talking NXT, let me I actually watched NXT UK, which I again, there's a lot of wrestling, so don't, don't get to do every week, but yeah, holy shit, dude, Ilya Dragunov is so good. And I'm not just saying that because yeah. he's my uh Russian comrade. That dude yeah. has everything, right down yeah. to the fact that his hair looks makes him look like Gal from Street Fighter. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, dude, he he's just such a good baby face who just keeps coming at you, who will not stay down. and yeah. From selling, he is in, and bo- and being angry and and in pain and keep, and amazing moveset. And he's super strong. Yeah, like holy shit, that dude is awesome. Yeah, you do have to start looking for the the successor to Volter, not for not because you need to move Volter somewhere, but no, it's just been over eight hundred days. Mm-hmm. So so you have to you know when when they finally decided to sort of put some show into this thing because no one could beat Ed Strangler Lewis. So the ticket sales were going down and Strangler Lewis was like, that's a problem. <laughs> I, have to, I have to make money 
and he understood that I'm the tough. Okay, I'm the toughest guy around. Big fucking deal. The money's not right, bro. And then okay, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw a fight. I gotta get attention back up in here, and then I can get the John back anytime I want it. But I could just, but we gotta do something, man. I got bills. I got, I got, I got a wife and and harems. I got kids. The original Heath Slater. So you know, like, yeah, I mean, having a successor for Volter helps the show, gives Volter uh, um, something to do from a challenger perspective, uh, because you know. You, you when you when you when you're doing Okada type runs, even even though pandemic had a lot to do with that, um, you know, you're having those types of runs. A successor must be thought of. It's always nice to have options waiting in the wings and have a plan for them. And I think he could definitely be an option. Absolutely. And yeah, they just did a good job of hooking me in because, again, this is my first time watching in about over a month. Um, and like I'm I will try my best to watch next week because they have uh, a kid going up against. Um, the Irish Ace, uh, whose name escapes me because I'm bad with names. Um, but uh, it's gonna be a very good match, Jordan Devlin. Uh, one, and then of course, yeah, you have uh, Tyler Bate, who's another guy who low key, high key, one of the best in the world. Uh, yeah. in between those the, the ropes, um, he's gonna be in the match defending his British uh, Heri- uh Heritage Cup. Yeah. So, again, they the the NXT this week just kind of you know back to back uh home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to the last WWE product thing we'll talk about is SmackDown. And honestly, this was going to be a disappointing SmackDown from my, from my perspective. Uh, there's still a lot of talent, but like they're kind of running these feuds into the ground. There really hasn't been much freshness, anything or when anything you, like that. When you only book in one direction, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to wind up just going off a cliff or into a wall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there needs to be... But that, they kind of hinge their bets on that. Like that that's kind of their fault. Um, I'm not saying their fault in that it, it, it's it's not bad. No one's saying it's bad. It's just like it's just the same flavor. And again, it revolves around one guy. Now you have other things. So you had, you know, Biggie and Apollo for the money in the bank qualifier. That was cool. Um, you know, you, you know, you had uh Bianca and Bailey still mixing it up. You had Carmella and Liv Morgan doing their thing. You had my personal favorite segment. You had the coronation of the noble Nakamura, which I actually really did love. Um, Dude, why is Pat McAfee like six months into this job? No, less three months into this job. Is already one of the best announcers ever. Like without Pat McAfee, this gimmick does not work. Yeah. And he's does, just yeah. up and getting it over. Yeah. And then I, so I really, really dig that. It's cool for Shinsuke. Um, and then I, and again, but it's all you had, you know what you had Jimmy versus Dolph. Uh, but all that st- shit revolved around Roman. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine because it keeps you on a streamlined path. Um, and what I'm going to say is slanderous to some of you. He's not a particularly interesting character at this point. We know him. We understand him. We get his motivations. We get all those things about him. So and he doesn't wrestle. So um, you don't ha- you can't do too much with a character whom he's good on the microphone. Uh, he's good in the ring. Um, but the, the, it's the same story. It's the same. And it, and it has the same beats. It has the same rhythm. It has the same pattern. It has the same everything. And it's good. And anything good that is consistent will be considered redundant. So that is what we're having. Even with Edge coming back, um, Edge, of course, still looks great. Physically, he's taller than Roman. 
that's something that uh, should stick out to a lot of you immediately because he's a really he's a lean guy, but he's so much taller than Roman. He's almost physically uh, bigger, which is good. He has someone interesting to work with. That's a good thing because Edge being back immediately, Roman becomes more compelling because Edge is so goddamn compelling. Like he's the WWE's Ric Flair. He's like the WrestleMania buildup. The the trend like the the everything that he went through, all those promos made that shit so incredibly interesting. So that's gonna help Roman a lot. That buys him a month, and then we know that in all likelihood, Seth and Seth and Edge at at, at SummerSlam, you know, and then they're really they really want Cena back. Um, but yeah, I, I think so. It was disappointing, but it wasn't bad. It just was what it was. Well, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say it was on its way to being disappointing, and then they bring Edge back, and it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm interested again. Yeah, and that's and it makes perfect sense. I love the storytelling that they're doing with Edge. He he is the number one contender. He is somebody who has legit gripe. He had a one on one match scheduled. They put Daniel Bryan into it. You know, he wants his one on one match that he earned by winning the Royal Rumble. Um, of course, Seth Rollins is not happy about it. Seth Rollins requested the match. So, you know, that's going to lead, again, we're going to have a long-term build to, as you mentioned, probably the SummerSlam match between Edge and Seth Rollins, which I am very, very much looking forward to. You talk about, two, again, two of the best promos um, in, in the world right now. Um, very excited to see it. Um, although I'm not, you know, you are, I'll beat you to the punch. I, I do hope, I think Seth has improved tremendously on the match over the last couple of years. So it's interesting to see if he can hang with Edge. Um, he'll do, he'll 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 do well, but he'll he'll here, here's what I'll say. He'll hang as much as Edge allows him to, and Edge will because it better's the story. And Edge is like, hey, I want to come back and work with these young guys. So I mean, but let's not be mistaken. Let us not be mistaken. Let us not be disingenuous. Watch Edge's promo in the lead up to WrestleMania when he's sitting in that chair. Roman ain't doing nothing like that. Seth ain't doing nothing like that because it comes from a very, very real place. And Edge, respectfully, comes from a much different and tougher time period. And all of the suffering that he's gone through is incredibly real. And he was in there. Again, you're not going, you're talking about one of the last dude, you're talking about a dude who came up with Taker, Austin, H when H was good, Rock. You know, like, he was a young pup when them dudes was do it's different. It's different. That's why the minute he gets on the mic, they can't touch that man. It's over. It's done. Stop this. So he's gonna cut a promo and he's gonna burn Roman's ass. And guess what? They will be lucky. It will all be better for it because Edge will sit there and they will have talked with Roman and Paul will have talked with Roman and then Roman will be competent. <laughs> but it'll make Roman more interesting. Absolutely. This, this is the best thing that could happen to Roman because quite frankly. Ah. Listen, the Roman game burned by uh by Cena back in the day, and those promos helped made him better, made him a better promo. I and guess I no, actually it did not. It uh, did, what it, it did, did do, no, it didn't. It did not do anything of the Go sort. Ahead. What it did is it just made John Cena uh, give him five attitude adjustments and kick out of all of them, and then one spear and the match is over. I don't want to see that shit. Like people are like, oh, Cena versus Roman at SummerSlam. We saw that at no mercy. I don't want to see that. That match sucked too, for the record. It, 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 it was not. It's no, bro. It's not. I agree with you. It was. It was stop. Stop. It was a good match. It was, it was a it pathetic was attempt. It was, it was hold, hold on. Incorrect. It was mid. It was a pathetic attempt to get Roman over 
and to make the people like Roman. But this company was so goddamn deft and, and dumb that they didn't understand that it was just going in the opposite direction. So Cena can, can attitude adjustment, dude, nine times gives him the super AA, gives him the AA rollover, another AA, and he kicks out of all of that. One Superman punch and spear. I remember watching that like, you niggas are saying fuck you to every single. That's like literally your fuck. And they were like, why do they, they not like him and everything? It's like, it's, no, I don't want to see that match. I already saw that match. You, I, was, I, I, I highly, you, I highly. You, you, I, I, in, in this iteration, I, I want to see that match. I want to see John Cena, the, super, the movie star, come back and be super over. I want to see Hill Roman. I want to see them back on the mic again. See if Roman can hang a little bit better this time around. And I want to yeah, see hang that. better this time because I don't think he's as micromanaged on the microphone. He didn't get better on the mic because at that time he was still being micromanaged. So I think he's going to be better on the mic now because he's not nearly as micromanaged and he has more input into the shit that he does. But I mean, I'm not excited for the match, but I understand they need a big match. I think Edge versus Seth is way more intriguing than Cena versus I think they're naturally Roman. better workers, but again, I. Listen, they, they both between them had too many good matches where I think they can top their original match. And especially, I think now with a better, um, now that they're in their more natural roles, John Cena being the returning legend, I think that's a good role for him, to be honest with you. And I think Roman being uh, obviously much better as a heel. Um, yeah, again, I'm excited to see what they can do. In, in it's going to be interesting to see what you can do. I, when I, do I do agree with you that Seth and Edge is a much better natural pairing. And I think mm-hmm. they'll tear the house down you're going to have a better Roman versus a worse John because John just hasn't been in the ring, but I'm sure that they will work out a very, very uh, uh, good match that will not result in John talking loudly during the match for everyone in the arena to hear. Hmm. So I'm sure because John hasn't been in the ring in a while, they're going to have that match planned out from point A to point Z. Fair enough. Um, that brings us to the last of the weekly shows we want to talk about. It brings us to Dynamite. Um, I thought that we finally, again, after a couple of weeks of uh, of plateauing, in my opinion, uh, we got a big, first of all, I love wrestling on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It is it is really, really cool. I, uh, I did not watch it live. I watched it when I got home, but still love it. Love the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Daily's Place. Man, I, I got to give him props, man. I haven't seen it in the past uh, few, because, again, because they were on 8 to 10. Seeing the sunrise in that place as the people are wrestling is, is beautiful. The crowd was great. Yeah. And yeah, and and uh, we had again Mike Matt Seidel and uh, D Martin, I thought put yep. on a great very, match. very good match. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the main event, Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy delivered. So my match of that was the match of the week to me, boy. And again, I, I put it just under just under the NXT UK triple threat. But okay, I mean that is incorrect, but that is fine. The only and, I, and I, here's the off it, the man. I'm sorry, sorry. No, no, he, 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 no, he, no, he. He is, okay. but what the problem is, he didn't have that crowd. You know, what I'm saying? like okay. so, so you know, I and here's the thing I love about the AEW crowd because they are such a pro wrestling crowd, and there is a marked difference. I mean, WWE used to have pro wrestling crowds, and then they just you could just see an exhausted on. I mean, I've been to WWE shows where you have to like conserve your energy, or then sometimes you're just gonna sit down because they're telling you not to care. Uh, this crowd was just 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 hot. Throughout all of it, and you could feel it through the screen. It was something so powerful. And the thing I loved is that they they had they you the Jungle Boy was over like Rover, and Kenny was hated. Kenny was hated, and that's a these aren't people who are just happy to be out. Like no, these are pro wrestling fans. 
We love Jungle Boy. That's our guy. That's our star. He's our star. He's built in our company, our home. He's a homegrown guy. And that's Kenny Omega. Fuck Kenny Omega. And they proceeded to have a tremendous match. And for Kenny, and, and credit to Jungle Boy, too, because Jungle Boy is incredibly talented. Uh, for Kenny to be doing all of this while banged up, because Kenny's also a world champion who actually wrestles, um, you know, he's been jacked up for a bit where it is and still putting on great matches like that. The real world's heavyweight champion of all the champions, I think, in pro wrestling right now, in part because he has so many goddamn belts. And he's actually working with multiple organizations. So that makes him actually, as as uh, Kevin Ash used to say about Bret Hart, real world senpai. So he's actually a real wrestling world's champion. Um, so he's been put in a lot of work and uh, credit to him for really i mean those two just had such a such a fun fun heck of a match that was just so incredibly well done the little nuances of the match the way the thing started with marco just being in you know being in his bag getting bent out of shape getting tight you know and um and getting you know the the, the himself and uh and what's his name what's the what's the big guy i can't i i love him but the gimmick is so wild to me that I, it's hard to get by. <laughs> luchasaurus <laughs> Yeah, like get him and getting Luchasaurus and himself yeah, kicked out. Yeah, Luchasaurus. Yeah, it was fantastic mid. Uh, so, but yeah, I thought those little intricacies were really, really cool. Um, I loved how over Jungle Boy was. Uh, for a moment, they gave oh, they ooh, you might do it. You know, I was like, was he good? You might do. Oh, did he? Ah, did he do it? And then he's ah, oh, he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but it was close. It was good. It was. I liked it. It was yeah, it was it was great. And again, you talk about Jungle Book. Look, they made one. Not even say a big a slight miscalculation. They have Jungle Boy cutting promos and like don't need to, don't need to. You build this guy without cutting promos. Yep. You put him, you put him with two ridiculous characters. You yep. show the he can wrestle and yep. you give him a good song. That's it. Keep it there. Yep. Keep it yep. there. Um, yeah, but uh, besides that, man, he he is very good. And 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 Kenny is. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's preference. I I prefer Roman Reigns, but if you prefer Kenny to Roman, prefer that, Roman Reigns because you prefer men who do not wrestle. If you want I, a real it's, it's the track suits. world I see, I see champion, a man, I see a man. Yeah, in a no, you see a you see a man in black track suits. He's like that's yeah. everything I wanted to be. Yep. This, 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 if, if I tried a little bit harder, I could have yeah. been us. You know, <laughs> see a man in black track suits. Like that's an athlete right there. He doesn't mm-hmm. got to do nothing. Right. He don't even he don't got to do nothing. Yeah, I, I think that um I think that was Kenny's best singles match. I think it was better than his match with Moose. Um, yeah. I, I, so so I think it was just a very very I think it was a great match. Very fun match. I do really quickly. I want to give an, an honorable uh, shout to, uh, and again, I believe because I was very, I believed in this person coming to AEW from the very beginning because they said they were going to get to be themselves and they were not wrong. Miro, God's favorite champion, which I just think is, you know, he's like God's favorite champion. And he's like, thank you so much, God, for giving me my powers and my wife being hot. This man, and again, oh, be flexible. Thank yeah, you for flexible, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. making me a powerful, this powerful, and thank you for making my wife this flexible. I'm yeah, like, this guy is the best. Yeah. This is- so, and it, it, it speaks to once again uh, what you can do when you give someone a bit of say, and and how they get to develop themselves, and really capitalizing on something that can get over in an organic way, as opposed to being mad at it for having done so. So there's that. Absolutely. No, I, again, I, 
I still I still stand by when I did not like his presentation when he first came over to AEW. I thought, you know, it was the it was the perfect presentation. He was a WWE guy. You couldn't just all of a sudden start giving him stuff. He had to sit there and elevate considerably more so an AEW guy and Kip Sabian. So it was actually it was the right thing to do. uh, Make him the heavy, make him the heater. His current again, and I don't know, maybe this is me reading too much into, but it's if you were if you've met or if you've seen him on TV, like the typical Russian oligarchs, the guys who are absolutely not religious but go to churches because like to please their community and they wear yeah. the big crosses and like, well, thank God for giving me this wealth and then yeah. let me try this. Car. It is such a oh my god, this it hits home so hard. <laughs> yeah, bro, I I, yeah. I, I, lo- I love that little forty-five second promo. I, yep. I if if that's his new character again, and I'm not even mad that. You know, there's something to be said for, and I do think maybe they enjoy it. Maybe it's like a little poke in the bear uh, about AEW. Not necessarily stealing characters, but taking some ideas here and there. Obviously, you know, you have uh, uh, Kenny Omega being screwed by AEW, and they're going to shoot documentary and expose it, which is, you know, very much very Sami Zayn-ish. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, uh, um, Miro is taking a little bit of a messiah, just a, just a small part of it, and that, of the messiah thing. And but I'm I'm fine with both, man. I, I don't I don't even think I don't even think I don't think it's the Seth deal at all. I think it's because Miro is actually like he's I think a born again Christian. His father is a is a is a, a pastor. Yeah. So so there's a hint of truth in that mm-hmm. you know that thing in that presentation. But no, he's just he he still is like that. You know, you described the the Russian oligarchs. Like he he's playing into his culture. He's like, yeah, this is like what we and he knows. How to be a scumbag? You know, he it's knows so how fucking to... good. Yeah, because they're the worst people. It's yeah. Thank, thank the spiritual God for you blessing me with all this material wealth. Yes. It, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as shitty as it sounds. It's it's yeah. perfect for him. I yeah. love it. So, uh, Mike, are we going to? So we got to touch on the news. We got to touch yes. on. We have to we yeah. touch on the thing. What, what what thing do you want to touch on first? Okay, do you, you want to talk about the thing is- where we? We unite and we stand firm against the fuckery of uh, internet wrestling community. Is this is this what we want to do right now? Yeah, we can start with what they did to Kenise. Yeah, so Kenise is uh, we we referred to her a few weeks back uh, as the homie uh, who got a job with WWE. Uh, I've never personally met her. She seemed like a very fine woman. You have met her. Uh, informed me that she was indeed uh, a great person, somebody who's really funny and somebody who's very talented. And then she went on the podcast, said, hey, you know, they hired me, even though I didn't know anything about wrestling, which is what you do. These are the type of stories you say on, on comedy podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's not news. WWE has been doing this for decades now. They have been hiring outside of review, uh, outside or people to give them an outside of you uh, on wrestling, which is nothing wrong with it. Now, we can argue how effective it's been. And, you know, that's a discussion for maybe for another time. Every, as a, as a guy with an MBA degree, I can tell you that every business will tell you, hey, bring in outsiders, bring in people who with no prior knowledge of your products, especially if you can afford it, just so you have that perspective under the roof. And they bring in out writers who know something about writing for a TV show because that's what they want. Now, again, is it a good, a good strategy or not? We can argue about it, but they want general TV viewers, not necessarily wrestling fans. Um so this was nothing new. This wasn't big news. And you guys m- made it a big deal. You guys shared the story. You guys have blogged about the story. You guys have done podcasts about the story. You guys have you have pointed to as if somehow because they that this lady took your spot. As if somehow they were not going to go with uh, somebody who has a TV writing experience and somebody who 
has worked and somebody who has gained knowledge in the industry. No, they were going to hire you, a person behind the keyboard who has accomplished nothing but watch wrestling. And you think that should be you in that room making those decisions. Um, well, thanks to you now, the, the, unfortunately, the lady is out of, out of the job. You have not improved anything. Uh, WWE will hire another person who, um, who probably doesn't know anything about wrestling. And the only thing they'll tell him is, hey, don't, don't uh, go on podcasts and tell hilarious stories now, even though you were a comedian. Um, so that's it. That's the only thing you guys have done. And, uh, and uh, shame on you in the wrestling community. And uh, I will pass on Satori to put some more shame on you, which because uh, you deserve to be shamed for this. Yeah, you know, and the thing that's sort of crazy about this, I don't think that some of you guys who, you know, you can, look, there, there can be an argument, like Mike said, if you want to have a disagreement on someone not knowing product knowledge, that's a conversation that you can very well have. Um, she is a very talented writer. Uh, she is a stand-up comic. Uh, so already she is doing something that a lot of you could never do with any skill. Uh, with net with without any real ability to be like a lot of you would never want to stand up in front of people and, and say words a lot of you could never say it in such a way that it would actually be good this is just the truth this i don't even mean to disparage some of you in this way there's hopefully there's an engineer listening and i want you to know i could never do what you do i don't have them capabilities um but uh she's a very funny person she's a very talented writer WWE historically has done this. You can thank your your dear friend Stephanie McMahon for that, for bringing in writers. Um, so if you want to be mad at anyone, hey, be mad at them. They are the ones who did this. Um, placing the heat on her for going on a podcast and telling a lot of funny stories, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's weak. I think it's a little lame. Um, I think it's a bit childish. I think it's jealous, uh, a lot of jealousy. I think there is a racial component to it uh, because it's a black woman. Because you motherfuckers didn't have nothing to say when it was Freddie Prince or any of these other dudes. Y'all stayed quiet as kept. Um, and I'll be real. I remember talking to the homies about that. And one of the homies like, man, well, she didn't really know nothing about the thing. I'm like, yeah, she ain't the first and she won't be the last. But you know what this means now? That means someone who does entertainment on the East Coast just lost out on health insurance. You know what I'm saying? Like, And to me, that's sort of the bigger issue. Uh, and now because of you, you you losers bro you losers <laughs> you losers man like you go on now her now her social media is like privatized because of some of the heinous vile stuff that y'all been saying for what now if i'm sitting over here and i'm critiquing i will critique a wrestler's abilities all day unless they do something terrible you know i ain't talking too much about who they are personally because i don't know them i don't know them you know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is a lot of y'all going over there and I'll, I'll do this just to show you point of comparison. A lot of y'all are over here slandering, harassing this woman who all she ever did was get hired by a place that all you do is talk shit about, but watch incessantly. And listen, we do the same. We ain't saying we're better, but we don't go online and then disparage people for then having them type of jobs, just being employed, just having a job, just actually having a job you guys had all this vitriol and all this nonsense to say about her y'all didn't say nothing about no will osprey y'all don't say nothing about these dudes that actually got very like i'm sorry riddle y'all don't say nothing about these types of things oh well you know we can't just speculative we cannot like bro okay yo like that's that's the game you play but so then why are you mad at someone for getting hired at a company this company knew goddamn well she didn't know nothing about nothing she, she didn't know who Bobby Ashley, Bobby Lashley was. 
you can be annoyed about that. I can be annoyed about that. They hired her. Now, I do want to say this because Sean Ross uh, did say, for what it's worth, I'm told fan reaction to Kenise Mosley podcast appearance had little to nothing to do with her decision for WWE to let her go. I was told it was more of an internal concern. Concern. What she was told, I'm not sure. I have no doubt that there was an internal concern because she went on a podcast as a black woman and was funny and was honest. And and I'm sure it was a concern because you fuckers went and complained, bitched and moaned to the point that one of those people had to listen to the goddamn thing. So someone in upper man, yeah, there's an internal concern because y'all had sat there and you had pitched a bitch and you had got your pitchforks out. Losers that you are, your girlfriend does not love you. She would she's emotionally they don't left have you. girlfriends. Well, some of them do, and they've some emotionally them left you. Some of them, some of them, them don't, yeah. Most of them yeah. Do so, so and, and then you went and did that. Then someone in upper management had to then listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, the you guys didn't help anything. Uh, you didn't make anything better. They're just gonna put someone exactly like her in that position in terms of product, like the 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 product knowledge. They're still gonna put someone not familiar with the product in that because they don't care about whether or not you know about the product or not. They care about whether or not you can write. That's all they care about. If you have TV credits. To make sure that wrestlers, if they have to be funny, sound like regular people and not like wrestlers. That was literally her job. That's why they hired her. Because she's a funny person. Something that none of you are. Something that none of you will ever be. Um, And as as an actual funny person, I have no problem in saying that to you. But uh, I I would sit there and say, uh, be better, but I know that you're incapable of this. So, uh, you know, uh, continue, continue to cost women their job, costing a talented comedian a job. You guys stink. You stink. You know how hard it is to get a proper job in entertainment, being a funny comedian. You guys suck for that. You really, you really, really do. Because quite frankly, she deserved to be miserable there with good health insurance. And you (laughs) robbed her of it. You losers robbed her of that. God, you have no, you don't, you don't have, you don't have shame. You don't have shame. Most of you are not even athletic. So I don't, I don't even know why, you know. And that, look, some, that, of the, some of the people who done it again, inter, I am relatively, I mean, obviously I was aware of internet wrestling community. I've only become, began interacting with it heavily this year, trying to promote this, this podcast. Uh, majority of them, it's very eclectic mix. Majority of them are younger, and, and, and I'll just blame it on, on, on the youth and the lack of uh, understanding. Um, so hopefully as, hopefully as you grow, you realize what, what to do and what not to do. Your mother is very disappointed in you. As well as she should be. Uh, those of you who are over 21 who, were, who partook in this, I, I don't have, I'm not holding out any hope for you. Yeah, you're, you're just, done. You're already yeah, you're done. done. You just, we just don't need you. We, don't, we do not need you, and uh, please... You know, to the best of your ability, see your way out. Um, well, besides that, we have had some wrestling releases as well. Uh, WWE continues to thin their roster out. Uh, somebody posted a picture of all the talents released in um, in the this year so far in 2021, and it's pretty much a promotion. You can pretty much run a, a pretty solid promotion with all the talents that they have released up to this point. Um, the, again, I thought, uh, I think obviously, you know, Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze, I thought were very two talented uh, hands. I thought Fashion Files was one of the, you know, few examples of WWE doing funny, doing humor right. I thought they were really good. 
um, and very entertaining during their brief run as Fashion Files. Uh, I thought their match against the Usos uh, was, you know, when they dressed up as generals, was some of really, really good, entertaining stuff. One of the Usos' best matches, and that's saying something. Um, I think Fandango got his moment. He got a WrestleMania 29 win over Chris Jericho. I think uh, Ty Reese got his moment. Yep. He got uh, he got to have uh, Jushin Tiger. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger. Thank you. Um, only match in uh, in the WWE, and he he got to wrestle uh, the part of it. Um, and of, and of course, they recently won NXT Tag Team Titles. That was kind of like their you know after years of work, you know, slightly you know here's the run with the titles. Um, I think they'll again. I think they'll be valuable hands and uh, potentially champions wherever they end up. I also think Tony Nese is another guy who's very, very talented. Maybe never somebody who might have never put together a, a compelling character or a good promo, but boy, in, in between those ropes, um, just really as talented as anyone. And he had a lot of bankers on Tour 5 Live, especially his match against uh, Buddy Murphy to, to win the title often. Uh, yes, do you have any anything to add on the, on the latest round, round of cuts? It's interesting. I just I hope they'll be OK. I know some of them are, you know, very upset as well. They have right to be uh, because these weren't these cuts had nothing to do with their skill set, um, had nothing to do with their talent. Uh, it's just them thinning the herd. Uh, I hope that wherever these people wind up next, they, they really can uh, enjoy themselves. Hopefully they were able to save their money and invest it and go from there. Uh, I want to go. I want to go back to the Kenise Mobley thing for a little bit, because for you people, because I want, I want, I want you, because I want the listeners at home that felt like if you felt justified in 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 slandering this woman to get her fired, I want, I want to list some things that she's done that you'll never do in your life because you don't have talent. Okay, I want, I want, okay. So <clears throat> she's been on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She appears regularly on Sirius. XM. She's a finalist at the stand-up NBC competition. She's worked for the BET Awards. She's worked for the Bias For Us uh, company. Um, she hosts Complexify on Vice News, or she used to, as well as Love About Town. Um, and, you know, she has a podcast uh, called Make Yourself Cry. Um, now, I say all of this to say that is a person who has earned the right to be in writing rooms. And WWE is a entertainment company that happens to have a form of professional wrestling on it. Writing is what they appear to care about. And again, a lot of these writers are very talented, but we all understand that they're writing for one man um, and one man only. So you guys are harping on this. It doesn't really matter. She could have the worst ideas and the greatest ideas. It wouldn't really matter. There's only one guy is going to decide what gets on there and what does not. But I, I listed her credits so that you understand that that person deserved to be in the room. And that person has a greater knowledge of writing. And she may have had no product knowledge, but I have no doubt that she could have caught up to some degree to at least know who the characters are, to know how to write for them, to make them sound like people. Um, she could she could have done that better than any of you. That's yep. just a, that's just she a has fact. actual credentials. Well, what do they have? Oh, you write. You you sit on Twitter and you write tweets all day. That's what that's that's why the WWE should hire you instead of her. Right. Yeah. Need to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, I think you, we, you. we have shamed we have shamed them enough. Um, some of us actually some of us actually go outside and show off our talent. Some of us actually go outside and then we prove our talent out there to people who don't know us. Not like you, not like you who just sits there on your you you, you tweet 
and you just tweet. You can't even say nothing funny on Twitter. You just like to talk about people who actually do stuff. You like to you like to do that. And I'm not saying we don't do that, but guess what? I do shit too. You know, so you actually have to do other things. But you do not have this mid. That's mid. That is right weeks of mid. How does that make you? Those of you who engage in this nonsense, how does it feel to be mid? It probably feels awful. You might know. I feel, like I feel good. People, unfortunately, I feel like they stopped listening a long time ago. Yeah, you were mid. <laughs> like they're in the you long time. You were okay. Well, then, uh, well, whatever. Title this Satoyo thinks you're mid. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, that's what it needs to be. Thank you. That's that did that save me. Save me a few minutes of uh, coming up with <laughs> the witty title. Um, <laughs> let's move on. I believe we gotta finish up, wrap it up with our matches of the week. I'll be honest with you again. I I have to deep dive into the product this week, so I I I have not had time to go back and watch any of the old matches. Um, so instead, I will give you my uh my recommendation from this week, which is uh the, my after match. Because let's be honest, you probably did not watch the NXT UK Triple Threat match, um, which main evented the show, and you should really go watch it. Um, it was a uh, Rampage Brown against yeah. Ilya Dragunov. Against Joe Coffey, it's, uh, again, just a really phenomenal. In the year of good triple threats, this is one of the best. It's right oh. up there with, you know, the WrestleMania triple threat and right up there with the AEW double enough triple threat. Just a fantastic, fantastic match. All three heavy hitters. Uh, you know, for my money, you can't go wrong with Rampage Brown. So I'm always, I'm always a fan of that. So I'll definitely check that out. My match of the week, I'm going to take you fine folks back, those of you who are not mid. I shall take you back almost 20 years ago. We are going back to SummerSlam 2001. Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWE title, WWF title, whatever. One of my favorite SummerSlam matches. Uh, I think, honestly, of all their matches that they had, this is my favorite. And if you watch the match, you might be a bit surprised um, why? But I, I think it was just the best in-ring piece of business they ever did. It really like that was like the first match where I was like, "This Kurt Angle's a badass." Like it was like this motherfucker is tough. I love the match from top. I love everything about it. I think honestly, in terms of matches like that, I think it's as. Uh, I don't think there is a perfect match, but I think it's pretty damn close to it with what they were trying to tell. Everything like that. It got everybody over in a very, very massive way. Still to this day, one of my favorite matches because uh, this was a heel Austin at the time. It, it, was, it was just, it was excellent. Please check out this match. It's so awesome. The best from, again, I think uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, heel run was pretty disappointing. It's by far his best. By far Easily. the best heel Austin Easily. match. And yep. it kind of showed you, wow, oh, Kurt Angle, this annoying heel who has been consistently he can actually be a very effective baby face and just the intense intensity that's the first thing i think of this match yeah. just yeah. so on both of them just and and it's all it's not i mean I, yeah, it's a quick angle match so of course there's going to be some technical stuff in it. it's also steve austin steve austin is, has been a technician at least two years prior yeah. um but this is just an in, intense brawl that's yeah. and it's very good pick man i i love 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 that match as well yeah um please check it out John Tina keeps posting about Fast 9. Uh, I don't have too much of a deep dive into Instagram. I'm sure it's a fun movie. Go watch. Yeah. Watch Fast 9. Watch wrestling. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy your week. Satori, do you have any, any parting words for the people? Don't be mid. Don't be mid. Do not do it. Don't you do it. Don't do Ladies it. and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Give Me the Book, Your Wrestling.
weekly podcast. We'll be back next week. Enjoy yourself. Peace.